I'm Jonathan Hayes of the St. Louis Battlehawks, and this is the XFL Show. fans this is the week of january 16th 2022 on the road to kickoff 2023 this is for the love of football and this is the xfl show i'm alan and i'm bryant it was one rock two mannings and three fanny packs on monday night football the biggest audience to hear dwayne johnson speak about the xfl yet what was said And what is next? This is episode 205, the Monday Night Rock. Also the Ram Show, Brian, congratulations. The Monday Night Rock Show, though, on the Manning cast. Big night for XFL fans. And we got the news that news is coming. (laughs) Uh, It was two Mannings, one Rock. Uh, Don't Google that for kids. But either way, I think it 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 was what I, I don't know. We'll talk about it. It's fine. We waited for it. We had a lot going on. Alan, you're in some other location. I feel like you've been there before. Maybe. Can't really tell anymore. All I know is that. Where I think that's in Alan the world am I doing XFL show from? Yeah. Yes. I'm in a new location. Wildness. It's coming out now. This show probably, I guess, technically on a Tuesday morning because uh, we waited to hear that news and we're going to break it down. What The Rock said on Monday Night Football. And of course, everything you need to know XFL wise from the week. But just remember that we are 56 weeks away from kickoff next year, Bryant. And we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. We need to be doing these shows every week, whether it's right on a Sunday or maybe a couple days after, just because we want to wait and see if news actually comes out because we're being teased. We're getting it done either way, and we're here with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. 724. 5654XFL is the XFL fan line for you to call or text, leave a voicemail, interact with us there, or at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you social media eyes. Where were we in the metaverse yet? Are we in the metaverse? Can we do that yet? Are we there yet? The metaverse? I don't know what the metaverse is. You know what the metaverse is? Oh man, I got Is that a Marvel thing? No, no, it's not a Marvel Marvel thing, and it's a real life, but not real life thing. I have to t- explain that to you and Dune. You got to catch up. The listeners have been waiting for us to get into all that stuff too. It's it's coming. I'll explain that to Brian. But we're not in the metaverse yet. We are on all the other social media platforms at XFL Show. Man, one day when we're in the metaverse doing a show, it's going to be ridiculous. Yes, all your favorite podcast apps. Oh, Don't no, forget to subscribe. Oh, is it an app? No. No, 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 it's not because you know who would put us there if we if it was who who would oh help us get on there. You, mm-hmm. it's all, all it's easy. It'd be so easy to do once if we ever get the inclination to be in the metaverse. All we have to do is tell our great sponsors, hey, hook it up, and they do it because that's what they take care of. Pretty easy podcast bringing you this week's show, and you can get all your podcasting needs and assists, all the help you could possibly ask for. When recording a podcast from Pretty Easy Podcast, and you just go to the website, prettyeasypodcast.com, sign up today, just reach out, say, I need help. Whether you're a, a longtime podcaster, brand new to it, doesn't matter, and it's going to be at an affordable rate. It's all the help you could possibly ever ask for, seriously, when podcasting. Get up on all the platforms, sound great, get recorded, don't worry about, you know, your internet going out or their internet going out, they're going to always have you covered with backups and that it's just a big help. And you just got to go to again, pretty easy podcast.com and you could get started right now. Or if you have a friend who has been wanting to podcast, tell them about it. Pretty easy podcast.com. Because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Uh, So easy that they make it easy for you to go and tell your friends about it. They got it. They have, they have social media. They have, 
a website you can go to. Go check it out. It's so easy. So easy that Alan does it every single week because I never do it. Yeah, it's it, it, it is easy, but not I do. not easy enough for Brian to actually deal with them. But they don't want to deal with him because they like me so much anyway. So that's how this thing works. It's just, it's just, a, it's, you know, it's what we're comfortable with now. We're on two hundred and five episodes. We've got like our way of doing things. You know, you've got it, and we're where was that? So that means we're more than two hundred, barely more than two hundred days. Away. Greater than two hundred. Greater than two hundred days. Yes. That'll be no, changing soon. Greater than 200 episodes. This is my 200 episode sign. Oh, that's the episode counter. So you're not even counting episodes anymore. You're just getting lazy with it. Well, I've been getting lazy with it. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was just easier. Fixed it. All right. Someone called that out, so I fixed it. Maybe we'll now rearrange that place. Now it's right I'm, forever. I'm going to be up in that studio soon. It's like, right forever in 100 years. It is true. But I'm going to be in that office, in that uh, studio pretty soon. So maybe we'll do some rearranging. I'll help you out. Okay. Get it looking fresh. Um, we got to get it looking fresh, especially with announcements coming in two to three weeks. We, we do need to make some probably a set Two to three changes. weeks. Like soon. It's not. It's almost, as, it's almost as close as the USFL season coming up. We'll get, we'll get into that too. Kickoff of the USFL or the announcements of the XFL. That's actually a, a, a fun bet we could maybe make, uh, but let's 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 think. We do have a bet, by the way, that I'm cashing in when you uh, show up to XFL Studio West. Okay, yeah, we did bet on the Penguins lost. and Kings game this week. What was the score of that game? Six two, right? Yeah, six two. Yeesh. Yeah, I owe you on that one. Well, that'll That's be coming great. on a future episode, I'm sure. All right, Dinkin and Duncan around. XFL social media. First of all, NFL playoffs going on. Snooze. Lame. <laughs> Terrible. What? Seven seven teams in each conference is just watering it down. I'm telling you, you're watering down Why the product. It? You're 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 just following. The, I'm a seven seed fan says. of the t- of a team that got in. I mean, yeah. they didn't even deserve it. Really, when you think about it. We get two extra games, whether they're duds or not. The other two, or the other four games would have happened. There's, it's not fixing the other four games. I don't know how you're gonna, how, why you're adding games when you can't even get the referees to spot the ball properly. You're right. Until they lose money from the 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 poor rule books <laughs> they have in the NFL, they're not going to care and just have more games. So if you watch the Cowboys and Niners, and you were an XFL fan, you maybe chuckled. Unless you're a Cowboys fan and you just felt horrible, uh, but everybody on social media that knows about the XFL uh, was kind of uh, just showing some respect to Sam Schwartzstein or all the XFL football ops people that put together the great rule book of 2020. Because in the XFL, what happened at the end of that game, Brian, would not have happened because uh, well, they, had no, a they probably would have ended official. the game early. Is probably what happened. Oh uh, well, that's. One instance that did happen. <laughs> Sam you know, it's, it's, on it Twitter did say, he said, in the XFL, we had a designated ball spotting official that solves this problem. Of course, the problem of the official not spotting the ball in time for you to get a big play on, off to spike the ball or just throw it downfield. So, yes. If I'm not mistaken, the designated ball spotter is not really the fix here so much as it is. Um, because I think he was even further back than the officials were when he after he spotted the ball. Like he would spot the ball and then go like fifteen yards behind the referee. You were getting I remember you getting frustrated watching games because this ball spotter had to take time to get out of the way after spotting the ball before they allowed them to snap the ball. But still this you're not gonna worry about referees being having their butts in the faces of centers and quarterbacks or getting in the, doing the thing where you're walking and someone's walking towards you and then you go left and they go to their right and you go, Oh, Oh, sorry. Oh, wait. Oh, Oh, thank you for the dance. Oh, the game's over. You don't have to worry about that in the XFL. So that was so bad to see in the NFL. Like, what are we doing? But, 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 it just but makes, there was no rule change. I mean, there was no, there was no, no that's foul just the nature. It's just the way of the rules are. Exactly, but that just shows you how, like, they're even in the NFL as a, as a vaunted league, there are rules that are just not 
smart as smart as they can be. This is why you, so, they, we've so had an entirely try to reimagine could, the game. Unless you do the, the entire clock system that the XFL has, the ball spotter. So let's take out the clock situation, right? Because remember, the clock in the XFL would stop after every play and it would start five seconds after the ball was spotted. So once Dak went down with like seven, eight, nine, whatever seconds it was, the clock would never have started until the ball either snapped, either snapped or five seconds have run off the play clock. So if you ignore that, ignoring that, do you think the ball spotter would have gotten there any quicker than the umpire? Definitely. Also, no the XFL way. had more the, the ball spotter standing too. further back than the umpire. But also, uh, what do we what do we call it? The last two, the last two or three minutes of the uh, half. Where were we comeback calling period. it? Period. Comeback period. Not worrying about this. This getting in the way of a fun comeback and a fair. Oh, of course, very different game. It's very different. End. Yeah, it's just, the, but, the, but, these but, are smarter rules. But they're, they're just but, smarter. More efficient. Ask, ask your friends with Sam Schwartzstein. Ask him because these 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 rules are layered on top of each other. You can have a designated ball spotter and those rules because the play clock is twenty five seconds. No, yeah, in are the you, NFL, are you change all those rules. Yeah, you, you can't just throw a ball spotter in the NFL and then it cha- fixes that. You're right. There needs yeah. to be a- additional fixes to the play clock in this in the system they're using. It j- it just shows that it's. Maybe dated. Why? It's dated. Real one long. game. There are there. How many games are? Where's my calculator? Here? Oh, how many games? Here. How many games Let's throughout the history of the league did people Let's get see. screwed over by slow Eight referees? Thirty-two plus sixteen. There was two hundred and seventy-two regular season games. 16? Plus 17? six. Two hundred and seventy-eight games this year in the NFL. I'm and with one. One that had this problem. The NFL doesn't care. Yeah, no, no, but I'm with I'm with CX Tyler on uh, XFL show who said really hope XFL 3.0 keeps pretty much the same rules as 2.0. Couldn't have said it better myself. You're you're on that side, really. I I want I want all the rules. Being yeah. facetious, really no. Yeah, I, I did know. you know this? That's all you ever talk about, <laughs> unless anybody. Unless, my, they're always first time listeners. I'm sure if go if you go back and you listen. Uh, Alan wants the rule book to stay as is. No touch it. Don't touch it. That's the t-shirt. You can hook me up with my t-shirt. Don't touch it. Don't touch and then, it. And on the and back, in the book, back. Put a rule book yeah. in the back. Yeah. XFL yeah. rule book. Yeah. There you go. That was almost going to be my, uh, my bet was to make you pick three rules that had to go. Oh, that's horrible. Sophie's choicing the rule book. That's rude. Uh, Jack on XFL.show had another <laughs> interesting uh, comment. That's the uh, our official website for the podcast, of course, the YouTube channel. I uh, love this. Jack said, everything is already in place for the USFL. They just haven't announced stuff yet. <laughs> Do you agree with that, Bryant? I have two words for that. Gene Chizik. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's proof that not everything's in place for the USFL. <laughs> Rumored to be the oh, Birmingham Stallions coach takes the UNC defensive coordinator position. Not unlike, didn't that happen? The AAF it wasn't a coach well, that announced happened like many- two weeks. Brad Childress, yeah, was supposed to be the head coach of the Atlanta Legends, if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. I I think that answers Jack's Jack's, uh, or that it's not even a question. That was a statement. That nullifies Jack's statement. Unfortunately, Jack, not coming after you, but they that's haven't. A fact. Why haven't they announced the other four coaches? Jack, please tell me what they're waiting for. Call the XFL fan line. Comment on XFL. Why are they waiting on the other four coaches? Why on earth would you wait two weeks between these two announcements? Why are you on earth waiting? We don't know what rules they're going to play. No, nope. we don't know the schedule. We don't know anything. Really, nothing. That's worse. The, 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 he's he, he drank the Kool Aid. He drank the USFL Kool Aid. He saw a couple coaches. He saw a cool little um, TV partner. Two of them, great. Drink it. Drink you know, it in, man. You know, I I I know, I know why Bryant's upset. Of course, he's right. 
for sure. But then I do think about what I've been saying and how this is just a TV show that they're promoting for the upcoming, uh, I guess it'll be spring. And, you know, I don't want them revealing too much about the TV shows coming up in the lineup next year. Like, I don't want, I don't like trailers for movies. You know I don't the, know about you. I don't like the I'm spoilers. not a big fan of trailers. You know what the biggest, the best promotion to a movie ever was to me personally in my lifetime? What? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Because what did they do? They just put up billboards across the country that said, I hate you, Sarah Marshall. And they got everybody wondering what the heck was going on. Do you think that's what they're doing with the USFL? No. More. Football. And then that's all. It's just, ooh, what is this? We don't even know what this is. We're going to just (laughs) see what it is because we don't really know what it is. I like you have really ambiguous the amb- the ambiguous marketing of the USFL. Who knows what it could be? I yeah the the USFL uh, fu- one field. Funny enough, is I think really for the common fan, probably it now by now knows as much about that league as they do about the coming XFL, which is not how it should be. I mean, when when you're kicking off less than three months away, closer. Ever, uh, the league you, people should know more details about your coming league than they do about the XFL, and that's to say people really don't know anything about either league. I mean, we know four coaches for the USFL, which I mean, blinked if you and you missed it for the USFL announcements of the four coaches. Um, meanwhile, the Rock goes on Monday Night Football, says the the letters XFL, talks a little bit about it, and it's in the consciousness of football fans pretty much as much as those quick 10-second, 8-second uh, promos that are playing now on Fox and NBC started running them now too. Obviously, that'll be changing quickly. The USFL promotion is going to ramp up. But again, another week goes by, Bryant, and not too why much Why hasn't USFL. it ramped up? Why, why? I don't understand. <laughs> Information. You're right. I, I don't. I do not know. But they do have a draft coming. So what do you say we get into the cover two and we break it down formally and talk about your favorite upcoming spring football league for 2022? I I mean, if you leave me on this topic anymore, who knows? We might get banned, but it's fine. Let's talk about it. Let's see how rage enraged Brian can get in this week's cover two. So the draft is coming. And now let me get my spectacles on here. You didn't so tell I me could, we were doing that. So I can see just exactly. So the you know, memo I used to have out, them, but the daughter takes them everywhere. Sorry, go ahead. The I, yeah, you got you got to get a lock on that room, uh, especially with all the information we're going to be keeping in there stored about the USFL. <laughs> Actually, we we know everything about the USFL. We're just not telling anybody. Oh, yeah, Jack no, was right a, on YouTube. <laughs> we signed uh, NDAs. Yeah, we're just kidding. Uh, so here it or is: the memo we? from the <laughs> we're kidding. The, la- the memo <laughs> from last week that came out that uh, was sent to the NFLPA uh, agents or contract advisors on contracts uh, for players, and the memo said that a player selection meeting was occurring. So it wasn't even called a draft in this memo, Brian. Uh, February twenty second and twenty third. And that there are some eligible uh, eligibility requirements, uh, including a player must have graduated in the year 2020 or earlier from high school. Um, yes, you're eligible. Um, and also, you must sign a contract with the league before the player selection meeting for the USFL. Don't call it a draft. Uh, 38 men will be on the active rosters. They're going to have seven player practice squads. Training camps begin March 21st. We're 87 days till kickoff, I think, as of this live on tape podcast, Brian. So there you go. Some of the details on the upcoming USFL player selection meeting which will be presided over by their new director of player personnel, Jim Pop, who spent years and years and years and years in the CFL as an executive with Montreal, Toronto, Grey Cup champion. But also, even more interesting uh, about him, Brian, Jim Pop, a consultant in Houston during XFL training camp, 
of 2020. So a director of player personnel has been brought in for the USFL player selection meeting on February 22nd and 23rd. What do you think? How excited are you now for the USFL draft? All right, all right. Everybody line up. Everybody line up. Shortest to tallest. Ready? Everybody count. Count up to eight. Sound count off. Go. <laughs> I mean, is that what is? I don't. I mean, sure. I, the the thirty eight men scare the crap out of me. That just doesn't very sound like small rosters. Very small. I mean, that's your twenty two active players, kicker and a punter. So that's what twenty four. So that leaves you for fourteen men. Maybe you got a lot of two way players. DB's playing cost-cutting. Yeah, maybe, but th- does that not affect the quality of the play at all in your mind? Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. They, when Isn't you, that what I've been talking roster? about since we've been d- having these discussions? Is the, the quality of the play? It's in about the, US the quality NFL. of the play. Th- then there's the other side of the coin where the players are better. There's a lot of great players, FCS, FBS, um, they're, and they're apparently going to go after guys who are like barely even in college uh, to, to they're join basically the USFL. Going on, they're 20, so 2020 and earlier, so that's 2021, 20, the two years removed. So juniors and higher are redshirt sophomores. Yeah. I don't know, Alan. I just, what, else, what, what, what can I say about this that's not going to get me bashed for talking crap about the USFL? I don't. I think you, you could just here, be I'll honest. Here, I'll throw it back say, to you. What, what, what's what's good about this? Well, they have a plan. Mind you, I hold on. Mind you, that's good. By the time we share our next week's show, we'll be less than a month away from this, with yes. only four coaches from the player selection. Selection. Meeting. Yes. Yeah. the uh, The good thing I'll say this: they have a plan. They know how they're putting it together, at least. And they've announced that. So they got given that. But then, yeah, you're right. This does not help the quality of the play if you're going to be so short-staffed with that few. I mean, really, it doesn't seem like a lot, but like seven more players would be huge, a huge difference um, just for the stability of the, of the league and also in the quality of the play. Who knows with injuries? And then, you know, the, the fact that it's a player selection meeting – and it's owned by the network that the league's on. Just doesn't feel, I don't know, fair. Right? Does, is anyone thinking about like how to, how does that make sense? It doesn't feel like the draft's part of the competition. If you're calling it a selection meeting, it means like people not even involved. I could see this thing going down without coach a coach being that could happen. We don't know who the other four coaches are. Could a team be selected, not drafted before they even have a coach? I, it seems like a possibility. That would be horrible. Be really bizarre and kind of not fair. I do. I, I will say this. I do like that. They're making them sign a contract before we've talked oh, yeah. about it multiple lock times. Them in, lock them in. Yeah. The XFL, you know, a good chunk of their players didn't make it. Their first overall pick never played it down, right? So there, there's there's a positive there, but to see this being put together the way it is, I don't know, Alan. It's just to me, it's let's get football on television. And I don't like it. It, it is quickly and cheaply as possible. I mean, that's... I think an honest way of looking at it, it is football. That's for sure. How good is it? How entertaining is it? That's to be seen. Uh, but if you follow it closely and then you see how other leagues have put it together, it's hard. Uh, honestly, at least how the, I will say how the AAF put it together was at least it felt a little bit more exciting, interesting, and fair and not as uh, cloaked in mystery. It was cloaked in a stench of like, you know, sleazy sales, tech salesmen and whatnot. But like they had a legit, at least it felt like a legit draft and the teams were put together. Well, they didn't a, really have a draft. They had that like allotment of allotment, team, yeah, like yeah. college. Like if you were but colleges it, of this, you would get assigned to the AAF, whatever yeah. team. 
yeah, and that that's fine. And you know, th- this is just this is a. They really you know, want those players New being Orleans selected and placed waves. on certain teams has happened before, but there's just something about how they're going about doing this and how few players are involved. It's it, it's not as far from the spring league as I guess I I've been hoping. Maybe that's how I'll put it. Oh, it's, it's not it's not okay. as far from what the spring league is. It was. As, is it close to two point Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's not. Oh, you know, your traditional spring football league where if they're starting from scratch, they have maybe some players selections, but a draft and the competition should start before kickoff. That's what I believe with with the teams. And well, there's not much of it yet because we don't even have the, the full staffs of these teams yet. We don't have coaches on four of the half of the teams in the USFL. And another week goes by and we know. Not we don't have that much in information on the USFL. Um, this is okay, but was hoping to get those coach announcements again and didn't like we always say, closer than by God ever, Bryant. Hopefully next week when we're talking USFL, we do have those four coaches and I'm not worried about this player selection meeting because right now I'm worried. What do you what are you grabbing? Stepping away from the mic. Oh, he's, you're writing something. I can't. I can hardly see because I'm. I got you in a real small window. What is it? Less than less than 100 days. That's for the USFL, right there. 87. <laughs> I. To me, you might be better off not having this player selection meeting until after training camp. Just have a whole training camp. Nobody's oh, yeah, on no, the no, team. Like they do with like little league. You know, you just put all the players on one field and have them throw a ball, <laughs> give them a grade. Oh man, I ball, hated that. Give them a grade, and oh. then you know everyone gets like everyone gets their selection of the top players and your bottom. Oh, player. that's no, because then the players can befriend each other during the camp, and then all of a sudden they're on different teams and they break them up. It's terrible. I hated that feeling in little league. That was the worst. Well, the worst is when you wanted to be like a Dodger and they ended up making you like an Oakland A. Ugh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why was the A's yeah. always one of the teams? I don't understand. I mean, great uniforms. Probably, I mean, you played in Southern California. You probably had people who were fond of that team up there. I mean, that's just how it goes. That's how Little League works. Hopefully the USFL doesn't work like Little League. <laughs> that, that would be bad. I don't like that idea, Brian. Hopefully, these coaches are selecting the t- players like the for the gold teams game in our middle school, camp. Alan. Yeah, you guys pick from the so, A through L's. We pick from the M through Z's. Maybe eight player captains will choose, uh, like the NBA All Star. All Star. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. you know the NHL did for a while too. I'll be. Uh, I wonder if they're going to cut the field. You know, sometimes you played football during PE and you play the full field. But then sometimes they divide the team and then divide the field, like you know, lengthwise, and then you'd have like four games going on at one time. No, no, thank you. Vince would like that with if it was all seven on seven. If the USFL is going to be, a, you know, if you they, have enough roster, do seven on seven. <laughs> I think if he were here, he'd say thirty-eight players on an active roster. You know, this going to be a seven on seven league. It looks like. <laughs> Not, I, don't, I hope not the case. Probably not, but my goodness. All right, USFL, come on. Get it going. We want some more legit news. Get us excited. This, this is legit it. news. It is legit news, actually, but it uh, wasn't really news. It was more of a memo, and that's part of their league building. Well, I can understand on. why the USFL wouldn't want to make this an announcement. Yeah. Just how they're not it, making it, Birmingham an announcement. Oh, wait. They haven't said that they're all, all the games are in Birmingham, Alabama. So that's my new. Th- oh, okay. Before we move on, I one more thing. So that's my new thing too. Whenever uh, I explain the USFL to people, like at a dinner or whatever, I was at a bot bits for this past weekend and talking about the USFL with uh, some people. And they say, Oh, really? That, that an older guy saying, Oh, it's coming back. And someone else saying, What is that? I say, Oh, it's great. Yeah. They've got. Eight of the original teams, they're great. These are the team names. Pittsburgh Maulers are coming. I'm excited about that. They go, oh, you got a team at it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all the games are in Birmingham, though. <laughs> I save it for the end. 
and then watch their faces go, wait, what? Why? That kind of turns people off. So I understand why they're not announcing it now. Doing my own my own mini experiment there. Look, this is Fox, and we'll end on this. Well, I'll end on this. This is Fox wanting to put more football on television. I get it. This is also Fox making sure that it makes money for them. You got to remember the TSL, sorry, TSL didn't have a lot of viewers. I I think they may be maxed at like 200,000 at one point, maybe. If that's the case, you know, if, if the, let's say the the Fox does 300, 400,000 for this, like, I don't see them getting a million by any stretch of the imagination per game, like the XFL was getting. So if that's the case, the, the Fox is eating all these costs. Maybe they got a little money from NBC, but this is Fox trying to save money where they can. And you're going to see more of this as we go along. Who knows yeah, what these the- coaching staffs are going to look like? Are they going to be full coaching staffs? Are you going to have an offensive quarterback, offensive line coach? Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many people can Todd Haley get on his staff with the Tampa Bay bandits? We'll find out. I don't Remember the AF had, yeah, had a global training sure. staff. They had four training staffs, one for each game. They didn't have team training staffs. So, you know, these are cost cutting measures that I hate to say are going to, you're going to see more of this. And this is kind of what I've been trying to warn people about, tell people about that when you have a, the interests of Fox in this are completely different than Redbirds is in the XFL, than NBC's is in the USFL. That's why XFL 1.0 didn't succeed because NBC's interest in it were way different than what Vince McMahon's were. And that's why NBC didn't want it anymore because it didn't make money. Even though Vince was willing to kind of go at it again, NBC's like, no, we need the TV time. So when you have a network that is that invested in this, it just doesn't spell good for a league in terms of a budget. And different motives. The motive for putting the league together is different than what the XFL uh, ownership is trying to do, building a league for players. I mean, we had The Rock on Monday Night Football talking about that. We're going to get into it. It seems like that is genuinely a motivation for the league to be propped up and and set up for long-term success for a place for players to come and do what they do, Uh, whereas the USFL is – a league being put together uh, through u- using nostalgia and the popularity of the sport uh, as a way to get solid rating, sol- you know, solid viewership, and having good live content, which is so important for a TV network. But um, the XFL ownership maybe isn't looking for that. Obviously, they're all looking to make money, but um, there are different m- motives and and motive and motivations for how they go about making the money and how they sell the league. And it's, it's interesting to see the contrast. Um, I'm happy we have another league to compare the XFL to like we did with the AAF. It's a different story this time around, uh, but I'm starting to believe we might see, start seeing the same result, at least for the not XFL uh, league, because I don't know how, how long-term success can come about a league that's cutting corners I don't know. As a fan, I don't want to see too much of that. And it seems like there's a lot of that going on with the USFL. But as we say every week, when we're critical of the USFL build, we want it to succeed. I want to see the USFL do well. I think it would be cool if both leagues were around long term. Is it possible? I would bet no. Um, But obviously, this season is going to go off without hitch because look at all these great cost cutting measures, Bryant. They're going to get it done. Slash and just the budget. Look at that. We saved an extra of whatever doing this. We saved yes, awesome, great. You know, you know, and I will I will point out that something that failed for the AAF that might be the doomsday for the USFL at one point is that people don't want to see a watered down NFL product. They want to see something different, which is what the XFL was. The AAF was a watered down NFL product. The XFL wasn't. So there's that. Come at us with some different rules. That USFL rule book's going to be really, really, really 
uh, something we can dissect. I can't wait for it, but we got to move on uh, real quick. So let's talk about coaching and the the status of coaching in the NFL and what's what it's going to be in the XFL. So uh, currently the NFL has one black head coach, Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. Um, we obviously expect some of these vacancies to be filled by the very qualified uh, black coaches that are being interviewed currently. Pep Hamilton was interviewed not for a head coaching job, but for an offensive coordinator job with the Panthers, hoping to see him in an awesome role like that. That'd be cool. Instead of uh, coaching quarterbacks, that'll beat the Steelers, Brian, at least me personally. Um, so that'd be awesome to see him go to the Panthers. <laughs> but a lot of people are getting interviewed uh, that haven't had jobs before. There are some black coaches that have had head coaching jobs that are being interviewed. But one that stood out to me that I think could uh, be interesting for the XFL, um, Heinz Ward was interviewed by the Texans. Now, was this so obviously, unfortunately, something you always bring up this time of year. Are they interviewing this guy just to placate the Rooney rule? Uh, do they have a genuine interest in him? He is the Florida Atlantic wide receivers coach. Not too much head coaching experience. Zero, actually, for Heinz Ward. But he's a legend. He does have a coaching job currently. Could you possibly Former executive see for the AAF as well. He was, yes. Could you see an inexperienced guy like that, though, actually getting a head coaching job in the XFL? Did you want it? I, I think we've we've seen it at the max with Deion Sanders. I think yeah, that's I don't as far as a, they can take it. I, I don't a see a power school. five going. Hey, we're going to take a chance on someone who's never. I mean, there's so many power five schools out there that are just laughable, right? You could do like a Duke or something like this. Duke even had a yeah, Duke, right? Duke's a power five, um, maybe. Something like that. Someone, some like low end power five might do it, but but that's about it. I can't imagine a, a, a high level power five or even much less an, uh, an NFL doing something like that. And now, what about the XFL though? With eight to 10, 12, however many teams there's going to be, do you think a Heinz Ward or a Deion Sanders type? How he just came, you know, said, I want to be a coach and got a head coaching job? Do you think someone they would? Take the risk there. Is that I mean, something Dion's you would Dion. There's Dion's such a different species when it comes to like, you know, attitude and the way he carries himself. So, is and there for the particular, they're like Dion and for the particular job he does though, because he's a college football coach. Where really, how much of it is uh, game planning? Which I'm sure he's. I, I mean, I've heard he's an under, he's an underrated game planner and game day head coach, but really his the best asset is his recruiting. I mean, obviously he's a hell of a recruiter and is a great asset. So that's a different, that's different in the XFL recruiting is going to play a factor. I think, because you are recruiting against the NCAA, the transfer portal, um, practice squads, out for practice squads. Yeah. Um, but also, um, just winning is also going to be important and having a quality football team is going to be important. So, do you give someone like that a novice in the profession, but with experience, obviously in the sport, uh, an opportunity like Heinz Ward or one of the young, it seems like the NFL's kind of going that route. There's a lot of young names out there that have just been position coaches or barely coordinators and they're getting head coaching looks. See like Gerard Mayo played linebacker forever. Uh, New England is maybe going to be a head coach in the NFL soon or at least he's getting interviewed, like maybe that happens in the XFL. I say, why not? I mean, I, I'd, I'd say at least one one team should be allowed to take that chance. Uh, they should place a guy like that if he interviews well enough or they interview well enough. Uh, in the XFL, I much rather, I prefer someone who I don't know getting a shot than somebody that I know the name but don't really know what they can do getting a shot. You mean like someone you don't know who's been a head coach? Yeah, like I wasn't, you know, too familiar with Kevin Gilbride or um, with June Jones or even Pep Hamilton. You know, and these were three great coaches in this league that succeeded. And and yeah, they they had they made names for themselves. They were Pep is a former offensive coordinator, Michigan, uh, the Colts. Right? He was he, he was a name, but I didn't recognize the name, being who I am. And I'd much rather have someone like that get a job in the XFL. Then, 
Heinz Award. Nothing against Heinz Award. Not that I don't think, but I don't want the name. I want someone who's going to do a good job. It's a it's a interesting uh, prospect. I think you can get. Uh, it's just like the AAF kind of did that, but they put them in executive roles instead of call in high head coaching jobs, right? They they took Jared Allen's name, Troy Polamalu, Heinz Ward, and they put them in like executive roles or consultant roles and promoted that and try to get the rub off of being affiliated with that the football icons. Um, putting them in head coaching positions different. It's a different animal. But there, I think there's a lot of guys out there that see Dion, and he's, he's probably influencing some ex-players with uh, bigger names yeah, but, that may, maybe didn't but, think about it or want to want to work their way up. Heinz Ward's working his way up too, though. Like he's at FAU as a wide receivers coach. Obviously, he has aspirations, and he's yeah. doing the work to build climb a ladder um, instead sure, of no. skipping the line. All like these Dion vacancies is. in you know in Division One. Power five, no one brought up Dion's name. Not to say that Dion would want to leave where he's at, but at the end of the day, you know, people want good coaches with, with success. Not saying that Dion isn't a good coach or, or, or anything like that, but but it's just kind of the norm, and I don't see that breaking. I think someone's gonna take a chance on Dion before somebody takes a chance on somebody else in terms of he's higher a- level. He's one of a kind, is what you're saying. It's very, it's very hard to find. No, I'm not like saying that. that it's one of a kind, but Dion was a test. He succeeded, or is succeeding in terms of name recognition, recruitment, somewhat. I think he won a, a conference championship, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm more. I'm more actually. I'm, as the more we talk about it, I, I I like the idea, but I'm still always and forever, just like before. I like just the really old guys that I loved watching growing up getting another crack at coaching that's my favorite kind of story yeah. like, like a jerry glanville or uh what do we get wade phillips in there there you go <laughs> he's a great get tweeter wade, by the way get wade phillips in there or something like that that'd be cool to see too uh but no well it's uh, just a thought norm I mean, chow we're, we're, was we're my seeing... favorite coach maybe we never talk about him but he was just great i had conversations with how many how many how many monday night football conversations did you have with norm chow yeah, I, none. I I just live vicariously through you. I remember those days. I remember Norm Chow asking me for advice on what I thought the league would actually do, how the league would actually do. It was great. But you think I should have taken this job? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you think this, this this is good, right? This is good, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you got the coach. Jo- yeah, you're getting the coach, Josh Josh Johnson. That's, I, that seems pretty exciting to me. I'd say he did it. Uh, yeah, you have to have Josh Johnson if you're going to get rid of Luis Perez. By the way, I actually going to say that uh, Josh Johnson might is could be a candidate as a coach in this league if he's not playing. Maybe a player coach. Oh, would you would you allow that's for what a USFL's player coach? doing the other oh, four going to be player, player coaches? coaches. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Let us know at XFL show. Let us know what? <laughs> zero 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 head coaching experience, but. Big football name, someone well respected. Would you say it's acceptable for someone like that to be a head coach in the XFL? Would All you these say players know how risky? to do the job. Don't get me wrong; they've they've been around head coaches their entire playing lives. They know how it works. They know how it how to do it. That's not the problem. But when it comes why to not schemes take a chance and, on and and I think we'll see one. I think the XFL or any spring league can't afford to minimize their quality of play by taking chances like that. And so I love I think, the strong I th- opinion. I think that there's <laughs> there's easy wins, and I think that's one of them in terms of your quality of play. It's just hire a decent coach, one with somewhat of an experience. Plenty of them out there, too. We'll see yes. who gets the the gigs. You talk about obviously. players out there. There's plenty of coaches. Yeah, tons of coaches out there with plenty of experience. And by 2023, depending on when they actually hire those people, um, plenty more will become available. Obviously, we're in a cycle where it's getting reshuffled, and then this time next year, when we're talking XFL kickoff in less than a month, um, 
We will know those names. That's crazy. We're a year. We're less than a year away from knowing the coaches in the XFL. That's a good, good feeling. And I'm confident if you're the USFL. Yeah, I'm confident saying that about the XFL, (laughs) not the USFL so much. There you have it. This week's cover two. If you want to react to any of what we talked about uh, and the questions we were asking back and forth here, let us know at XFL. Sure, call that XFL fan line. Love to hear some of the opinions on that one too. Heinz Ward as an XFL coach. Who knows if he'd even want it? Um, maybe Ant- I think Antonio Brown. Maybe he'll be the player coach going oh, off geez. of his. What he said last week. <laughs> Never mind. That's shouldn't have even brought him up. My bad. Let's move on to the main event. Obviously, Monday Night Rock was what it was all about, why we moved the show back a little bit. Wanted to see what he said with the Mannings. He said some things about the XFL indeed. What what were they, and where do we go from here? Let's discuss in this week's Hot Read. So the great one, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, on the Manning cast, the alternate version of Monday Night Football from ESPN. I believe this was on ESPN 2. With the Rams and Seahawks Monday night playoff football game. The Rock joined the Mannings just to talk football, watch the game, discuss things. And of course, as XFL fans, we paid attention first and foremost to what he would say about the XFL. And well, he said some things, but I'll be honest, it wasn't a whole lot in terms of new news, but interesting enough that, that he was able to be on this platform and speak XFL to the biggest audience he's probably talked to about the XFL with anywhere other than other than his own Instagram millions. and millions. Yeah, you think actually more people probably do look at the Rock's Instagram than they do the Manning cast. Do you think? Mm, but but I think this is the most when you talk about um it's newsworthy if it's said the on demo, here, yeah. the demo. The yeah. demo here is 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 football. His yes. Instagram has a, a much wider demo. That's so, true. You, know, you, know, you want to hit that demo as hard as you can, and that I think this is better. Than yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a huge platform for Dwayne Johnson. And he said, quote, as an XFL owner, my number one goal, my number one priority will always be the player and to take care of the players and create these opportunities for them. Going on to talk, and even he even asked the Mannings what they thought of the XFL and uh, brought it up, and they went back and forth uh, briefly uh, with The Rock ultimately saying uh, announcements are coming in two to three weeks on the XFL, which means that that'll be about the time of the Super Bowl or, you know, once we're in big-time playoff mode with championship games. So football's going to be on the mind for in the in the nation over the next few weeks, and the XFL is probably going to get a piece of that uh, and, and make an announcement according to Dwayne Johnson. Uh, but the Manning cast discussion on the xfl bryant i know you're happy with the rams win ram it were you disappointed though with no like breaking news delivered by the rock i was half expecting him to say all right before we go any further guys i have something i want to tell the world and he did not okay, so do it's, that it's, on this platform it's a couple it's a it's a double-edged sword i guess you could say so am i disappointed absolutely i'm disappointed why because i wanted more news flat out that's just why Another reason why I'm disappointed. The other reason why I'm I'm disappointed is because the XFL retweeted this, making you feel like some kind of news was happening. Again, maybe my fault. Maybe our all of our faults. The XFL is just trying to get the news out there. They're the Rock. This is what they do. This is what the Rock does. He draws eyeballs. That's what the XFL is planning on. So, am I disappointed? Of course, because I wanted more. Is it unexpected? You know, it's like Valentine's Day for a man, right? Right? Like, like, it's it's you, you're disappointed because you didn't get that like the value, right? Like, you got to get like this diamond earrings, and you hope for something the same value, but you really don't. You get like something like this down here, disappointment, but it's also expected. It's just how it is. That's what I thought this was. It was just expected. It wasn't really. I mean, what was he going to say? Come out there and say that this was ESPN's our TV network. I mean, it was, I think, the of the highest of high hopes people had maybe that that's what would be announced. Not surprised it wasn't. Um, On ESPN2, secondary yeah. to a Monday night football game, like Ex- that's a Monday night football per- playoff game. Like Put in perspective, you're right. It, it's the first ever Monday night football playoff game. It's on their alternate 
I mean, that's not a good look. You make this big announcement on the alternate broadcast of a game, too. Uh, yeah, so that that that's understandable. But the fact that he said coming in two to three weeks, he got it, like I said at the top of the show, into the consciousness of the football-loving public. And, I mean, if you're watching the Man- Manning cast, you probably really love football uh, more than the average fan because that is a – that is a, a more detailed type viewing experience of a football game. I loved it all season long, uh, but it's not the widest platform you can possibly announce it on uh, the biggest platform. So that's understandable. Uh, with that said, what comes in two to three weeks then? What what announcements do you think are what are they what are they cooking up? I'll tell you this, man. I think I'm eating crow because The Rock came on television or on something he said uh, was it? I think it was a team. It was on a uh, CNBC, right? I think it was. Yes. He said two, maybe three months away, right? I think is what he said. And then the next time he made an announcement, it was oh about one to two months. Now the next time he's making an announcement is saying two to three weeks. Uh, you, I mean, you, you talk about painting yourself into a corner. He's he's he, that tight. He's tightening that time frame every time he comes out every couple weeks and. We might get something, Alan. We well, maybe that maybe before he was underselling, and now he can over deliver because when the two to three months was spoken, maybe nothing was locked down, and things had been locked down maybe behind the scenes over the next. Or, uh, Do you over think the they're actually? I think they have everything in place already. Is they just haven't announced the stuff yet? <laughs> Don't go that far. Don't go like. Uh, our good close person, <laughs> longtime dear good friend Jack on XFL dot show on the USFL. Come on, I don't, I don't, I won't even say that as much as I love the XFL and I'm uh, optimist. But I do think there are things that are locked down that they're going to be comfortable announcing in two to three weeks. And I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, at least from what we've been teased, I'm, I think we're my prediction, and this is just a prediction, not a spoiler. I have no inside information other than the facts that we know and what's been said and trying to read between lines. I'm going to say TV network announced two to three weeks. Um, That sounds... Oh, so silent. Dead silence, huh? Bad. I get pretty easy podcasts on so they can cut this out a little bit. Um... I don't think TV is what I want. I think it's what everybody wants, what sounds nice. But after what I've said about the USFL, it's just it's just it's just it's just something to say, hey, look at this because we don't know what's going on over here. If it's, you're on the po- if you're on, if you're the, listening to the podcast, I'm holding up my hand up here like it's I know the shiny you're thing you're looking well, at. The but thing really is, what you don't want you to look at is going on over here. If you announce a TV partner a year out like if in the next two weeks that still doesn't mean any inf- more information is going to come out and it's not going to be expedited. They're not going to reveal it much and it could, maybe it might even get more frustrating, especially, for, especially for people following it super closely like us. Cause then we're going to look at every promo, like a, you say it's ESPN. If they ran and they're just gonna run teasers like they do for the USFL that say really nothing. And they're just like fun marketing. But the marketing for the XFL a year out will be much more interesting than no more football. No, no more football. You know, it's going to be. I think I don't think you'll be as frustrated if that happens, Brian. I think you should want that. It'd be different, too. A year out announcing the TV partner would be really fascinating. It would. And that's what I mean. A lot of room for fun promotion. I want the skeleton. I want the structure of this league to be announced. Teams doesn't have to be where, how many. The no- Making sure oh, the you know number. confirm kickoff. Right? You want those um, those January twenty eighteen announcements? How many teams? How many cities? The basics that Vince McMahon announced when he just said the least, XFL's coming back. Yeah, maybe there's going to be a flurry of announcements. That's great. You know, if you have them, give them. Anything to overshadow the USFL is, is great news and that's not to crap on the usfl that's just good business strategy make yourself look better and stronger and more um appealing to players to fans to anyone especially with the usfl maybe the usfl is lightning a fire under everyone's blood over there at the xfl and that's why we're seeing all this happening so there's a lot of different aspects 
that the USFL has when it comes to these types of announcements because the XFL has a sight line, right? This is where the USFL is at. Where do we want to be? So I know you do say you never look at the competition, but sometimes you just can't help yourself. So uh, TV deal would be great. I just liked how they announced the TV deal last time. That I would like to have that again this time where they announced their full schedule, what games were going to be where. They didn't announce the team schedules, but they announced like the network schedule. And that would be kind of fun. Would you be disappointed if it was just one provider, one TV partner? I don't know why. I mean, why would that be to me? It's uh, better. I don't have to go to Fox to watch the old XFL games and ESPN to go watch some old XFL games. Yeah, it's even though I have them all technically, but yeah, it's it's uh, another kind of idea. And there's different ways of thinking about it. You are exposed to more people if you're on multiple networks, but uh, maybe well, it's that's easier. necessarily true. Yeah, and also this day and age, I think maybe that's overrated being on NBC and Fox and on CBS and all across all the across your channel lineup, you'll be flipping and seeing XFL throughout the day. Some people just, I mean, especially this day and age, want the simplicity of oh, I just go to my ESPN app and I can watch the XFL all weekend. Something to consider. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, but, I don't want to eat. Yeah. So I, that, I mean, if I'm if I'm taking a shot in the dark that's my shot i like i like yours too though i do want to know the bones i want i want the the, the skeleton of the uh, of the league i like that yes and that's just really the day one stuff that vince mcmahon announced for 2020 because he came right out and said the amount of teams how many weeks uh, a season how many cities you know that basic information also is still needed let's be honest yeah, because then we kind of start spec. Then the speculation really begins, right? Then the show has some some fuel uh, to the XFL yeah, fire that we have. It'd be good right? for us we, too. Yeah, eight teams or, how, or ten teams. How many? Are, how many are coming back? What are the new ones? You know, twelve teams. Oh man, international. Yeah. Seattle, sound off. How bad do you want the Dragons to come back? <laughs> Seven two four so, five six five four XFL. <laughs> so, I am. Pleased with the two to three week announcement. I'm hoping something actually happens. I love corporate people. I don't want to hear another corporate people announcement in two to three weeks. I want something more. Um, just the reality of the situation. Hey, unless part of those corporate people are you and I, I'm totally fine with that too, by the way. Hashtag, we want our jobs back. <laughs> and that does it for this week's hot read. But again, don't don't uh, poo-poo that. Not a lot was said about the XFL, but the fact that The Rock was on Monday Night Football, albeit the alternative broadcast, but still millions and millions of viewers talking XFL to the biggest audience he's talked XFL with yet. Huge. Huge for the league. Awesome exposure. And uh, I'm sure the league's happy with it because now they are in the collective conscious and we'll see what they do with it next week. Um, or in the coming weeks, two to three weeks, of course, with the announcement. Maybe maybe we have to strap in. Maybe next week's like our last chill episode, Brian, before like we have, you know, lots of your the speculation stuff you like to do, even more show prep than usual. So I feel like this week, you know, we do the show prep every week. We do a good amount. But this week was a little bit more relaxed than, you know, some weeks where you get these big announcements, and those are coming. We keep telling you, be prepared. Dense shows, he- super heavy uh, to you know in terms of the amount of information to absorb and analyze each week. It's it's coming. It already feels that way so- sometimes for some, but it's going to get even heavier, Doc. So strap in. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. And in the next two to three weeks, we're going to have a lot of information. Hell, in the next fifty-six weeks, we're going to have a lot of information, and that's why you can catch us here. Every single Sunday, right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, we'll call or text the XFL fan line 724 xfl Remember, standard text message rates do apply. Uh, also, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, the, the Meta Universe, right? 
maybe i don't know metaverse uh, the metaverse, metaverse thank yes. you sure or or if you want to come and say hi uh, subscribe and watch us on youtube at xfl.show the official website of this is the xfl show and don't forget to check out our sponsors pretty easy podcasts go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh pretty easy Man, I can't wait till I get you up on the metaverse and Dune. The show's gonna take off like a rocket. We're gonna be. And what was that show they had during halftime that they like previewed? It was pretty cool. What show? Oh, I don't know. It was like some Disney show. I think it was. Uh, oh, oh, on uh, Monday Night Football. Yeah, Monday Night Football during halftime. Was it the John Cena Marvel show? Mm-hmm. Or DC show? I mean, the Peacemaker. Was it a DC? No, it wasn't that one. Oh, I heard the opening of that show is fire. Got to see that, too. We might have to have a... You and I might have to change the intro to the show from uh, whatever it is now. What is it? Who is it like June Jones or Josh Johnson at the beginning of the show? It should just be uh, you and I dancing. That's what I think moving forward. (laughs) We'd have to film that new intro when we're in the same studio in the coming weeks. Is it Moon Knight? Yeah, it was Moon Knight. Moon Knight? Yeah, I'll look this up. Well, I think that was the one that they showed during um, halftime. I, I wasn't paying attention during halftime. I was analyzing what The Rock was saying, analyzing everything for the show, prepping while you were just watching your team, you know, advance in the playoffs. Woo, big deal. Ooh. I'm rooting for them, though. Honestly, I'm Are rooting you? for the I think I'm really? rooting for the Rams. Aaron yeah, Donald? I think I'm going... Yeah, I think I'm going all Rams all the way. That's my hope. That's okay. what I'm rooting for. Well, I mean, full, you, got, you have you my full support. Demers Tom Brady next year or next week. Yes, anyone but Brady, obviously, but mostly the Rams. I th- I'm going for definitely in the NFC. Anyone, definitely the Rams over everyone else. You got the Niners and the Packers as well. No, <sighs> no, thank you. No Bengals. And then, um... Can't ha- I can't ha- handle that. Obviously, the Bills are sentimental. I think a lot of America's rooting for them, too, but not me. Go with the Rams. And then who else you got? you got Kansas City and Tennessee as well? Can't hate a guy who could throw an underhand touchdown. And also a team that lets a tight end throw touchdowns. Man, was, put like, saw someone put Globetrotter music to the Steelers getting beat how, by the Chiefs. That was rough. How good does it feel to see Odell... Uh, playing this well with the Rams and never played this well with the Browns. That's cool. That makes me <laughs> chuckle. Makes me <laughs> chuckle. Uh, but I would like to end today's show saying thank you, Ben, for for all you did for the ben, for the Steelers. Ben, ben Runko. Oh. That'd be Ben Roethlisberger for everything he did for the Steelers as he limped off into the sunset from Kansas City. I'm going to just make believe his last games. This is why I hate the seven seven playoff teams. He would have just gone out beating the Ravens, and that would have been a great way to end his career. Instead, he had to go get whooped by Patrick Mahomes. I will say this shout-out to Ben Runko, who I think was a middle school uh, classmate of ours. That's the only other Ben I can think of. Ben Runko. Yeah. Shout-out to him. I hope he's doing all right, too. hope he's doing all right. Whoever he is. He's a good guy. If if that's an actual real person. Brian's memory is crazy, but sometimes I think he just makes things up. And I just believe I mean, if I make stuff up, you wouldn't know that it's not made up. It's true. Like the time that I didn't select you for the football team in gold game. That's not that's not true ever. That's definitely not true. You it was soccer. Captain. Football. Soccer. Oh, soccer. Okay, if it was soccer, I believe that. You definitely <laughs> were not captain over me in football Americano or hockey. That's for sure. <laughs> hockey, you, you barely our, picked me. You did beat, beat me in our Penn's uh, King's bet. So do I have like a punishment or something coming on an episode? Uh, coming what, soon as, yeah, as soon as you get here. I have your punishment lined up. Stay tuned for that, everybody, I guess. And, of course, I really want to hear some of the answers and, and responses to the topics we talked about today, particularly that head coaching, uh, the positions to be filled in the XFL. What do you think? Let us know, and uh, we'll get to it at the top of next week's show like we always do. Fun fun episode, though, Bryant, even though it had a little bit more USFL bashing than I wanted, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Bashing is a bad word. Don't don't throw bashing out there. I think it was honesty. It was it was a proper dissection of what they have made available to us. Okay, it was a bashing. Fine, whatever. <laughs> USFL bashing time. There it is. 
I'm rooting for the league. Hopefully, we get big announcements for that league too this coming week. Okay, I hope we talk about it on the three show. boob woman. <laughs> hey, dude, dude, where's my football? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right, you, you got anything else? Can we get out of here? Oh, got to post the show. It's our, people have been waiting for this thing already. Don't We're two days call late. it. Don't call it a draft. Whatever you do, it's not a draft. It's two shirts we've got made from this episode alone. It's not a draft, and don't touch it. <laughs> Leave it at that. For Brian, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening. No. Oh, yeah. Fix that. They're watching. Ha, 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 ha.